It's time now for the Robert Sala Report, brought to you by Infinity.com and Slomans. And the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, joins us now on the show. Coach, it's Michael, Don, and Peter. How are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. I got to tell you, man, I'm so happy you're on. I feel like I've been on the Michael K. Show without you on the show all season. I know. Oh, no. I've been, I've been around a lot. I mean, yeah, for the most part. Not, yeah. not, on, this, not, on, this, not on this segment. All right. Well, I'm glad that I'm here with you. Um, so I'm, I'm going to... You know what? I'm not, I'm not coach, sure how to take yeah, this, Peter. Yeah, a, how do I a, take this? A, coach, I'm offended. B, before you celebrate him no, being no, I love here. you two. Both of you guys. Don, you guys are holding it down. I'm just glad that Mike's on. Let's all. see how the segment goes before you all celebrate. Right, so you might not like this question. It, 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 you you got to win. And a win in the NFL is the most important thing. But do you feel good about that game, Coach? Um, well, it depends on what avenue you're looking at. You know, I felt like defensively we did a really nice job uh, keeping us in the game. I thought special teams did a really nice job. Uh, there's things that are disappointing. Um, we knew that it was going to be a slugfest. We knew that it was going to be low scoring. We knew that, um, you know, I, I don't think people give enough credit to how talented their defense is and how good of a job they do. Um you know, there, we, we knew it was going to be a, uh, uh, a battle, and were we fortunate? Sure, but I, I'm not going to apologize for, for winning football games in this mm-hmm. league. Like, it's it's hard enough. Um, every game's going to go down to um, down to the wire. And, uh, you know, the, Tony Dungy once said that 90% of games are, are lost, not won. And, you know, you take them how you get them. You just stick around. You keep doing the right thing. You keep executing the best you can. And um, uh, eventually good things happen. So... Look, there's, there's always going to be things, whether you win or lose, there's always going to be things that you're going to want to be better at and there's going to be things that you want to improve on. But um, but to be here at 4-3 and three with everything that's happened to this team uh, over the first seven, eight weeks of the season, uh, we're grateful and uh, grateful that we get an opportunity to find ways to get better after a win. Coach, a lot of things are beyond your control. You know, Losing all those centers obviously is beyond your control. But the one thing that is in your control, and I'm sure it just drives you crazy, I can tell when you were, it looked like you were screaming into your towel at one point, all the penalties, especially in the spots they came. What can you do about this? So, you know, there, I, I've, uh, I think I've said this before on, uh, in a press conference. You know, I, I, I've always categorized uh, penalties in three ways. There, you have your pre-snap penalties, which I think is, is a focused thing. Um, you know, you look at, uh, for example, Michael Clemens on that punt, uh, in the punt return. That's, that's focused. Um, you know, you're, they've been going quick count. Credit to them. They've been going quick count on their punt team, and, and that little bit of movement from the center got them. Just... Um, uh, so in my mind, I chalk it up to lack of focus. Uh, not good enough, obviously. Uh, then you get your you get your in snap penalties. Um, those are the penalties where you've got aggressive penalties, like for example, Solomon Thomas is fighting his butt off to get off a block. He spins, he throws his arm out to make a tackle, and he grabs uh, and he inadvertently grabs Saquon's uh, face mask. So I'm, I'm okay. Some those are going to happen. Uh, you're going to be aggressive at the line of scrimmage as a DB. Um, uh, you're going to be aggressive in your uh, whether you're run blocking, pass blocking. Something's you're going to be aggressive, and something's going to happen. And I'm okay with those. Um, you have the non-aggressive penalties that are in snap, which are not okay. Where you're lazy with your technique and you fall behind on a play, and now you're reaching and grabbing. Like those aren't good enough. And we've had some of those. And then obviously the post-snap penalties. That's where you know you look from a discipline issue, and uh, where we need to be better. And uh, you know we had a couple of them. You had. A couple of them you can I, I can defend. A couple of them I can, you know. And uh, and our players know better. Um, 
It's stuff we talk about. It's those self-inflicted wounds. If you're going to have a penalty, keep it in. I'm, I'm good with the in-play stuff. But the post-play, post-snap and pre-snap penalties, we have full control over. And uh, and it's something that we definitely need to be better at. And so when you see my frustration, it's the ones that I feel like we have full control over. All right. So these stats to me are amazing, Coach. In the red zone, in the last three games, you're 1 for 11. Third down, you're 7 for 38. But you won all three games. Is that a testament how great your defense is? Because the offense is not doing it. Um, you know, you're, you're not wrong. I do think um, the Denver game, I felt like we moved the ball really well. We got to the red zone uh, uh, some, and at least allowed us to continue to chop wood and keep putting points on the board. Uh, same thing with the Philadelphia game. You know, we were able to kick four field goals and, and at least put us in position to, to capitalize on the last turnover. But uh, um, I think we all acknowledge that third down defense hasn't been nearly good enough. Uh, we're seeing way too many possessions and plays on defense. Um, I think one of the one of the most telling stats for me is that we're on defense. We're fourth in yards per play, which tells me we're very efficient on defense. But we're fifteenth overall, which means we're playing a lot of we're we're. we're they were a little abnormal on snaps, if that makes sense. Um, and so it's a, you know, it's a team game. I think defense is doing fantastic. We're getting the ball. We're holding up in the red zone. We're minimizing points. But at the same time, offense is close. Um, you know, it's unfortunate with some of the things that are happening on the O-line, but everyone's got to deal with it, you know. And uh, and as coaches, we've got to continue to strain and find ways to put our guys in position to be successful, especially in third-down situations. I thought we did a good job yesterday getting the third manageable. Uh, we just weren't able to convert. And uh, But with all that said in the fourth quarter, um, I do think Zach and the, and the offense, they uh, turned it up, and we were, we were able to get some third-down conversions. We uh, uh, The big one in overtime uh, that, that gave us a new set of downs, the one to uh, Garrett, and then, the, then obviously the third down that drew the P.I., um, uh, Obviously, those two third-down conversions were pretty big. I know one of them doesn't count because it's a penalty. But, um, you know, our offense does get better as the game wears on. It doesn't, uh, you know, we just got to find a way to start faster. And, you know, like like yesterday, it was the first time we scored a touchdown in the first quarter of the season, um, which is good, but, but it needs to be more common. Um, obviously, Zach did have a great moment there at the end of regulation and in overtime, of course. But, Coach, it's year three, and he had some moments holding the ball yesterday. Where, And even a, 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 someone like me on the outside is going, you just can't have the ball in your hand and get tackled there. What do you say to Zach after some of those sacks that you just can't have? Yeah, um, you, you, you're not wrong. Uh, I'll get, I'm going to deflect uh, – Criticism and, and kind of give praise to, to the Giants. They made it freaking hard uh, with with really tight coverage and a really good pass rush. Um, Dexter Dexter Lawrence and Thibodeau were uh, men on a mission yesterday. Um, but but at the same time, he does he he does know better. He needs to, there's a couple of situations, especially uh, the last uh, the second to last drive. Uh, we took two critical sacks. Um, that that just can't happen. The ball's got to get out of his hand. We live to fight another down. Keep us in manageable situations. Uh, things that you know, knock on wood, we can learn off of after a win. But we'd be sick to our stomach if we were watching it after a loss. And uh, and you're right. You know, eventually things like that have to stop. And uh, but again, I'll I'll argue that he's he's improved a lot. His game has improved a lot. And there's there's signs that he's getting a lot closer. Um, 
was it the best game? Obviously, against the Giants, you can argue that it wasn't. Um, there's a, it's a, it's a lot more than just a quarterback, though. Uh, but, um, but overall, it's, I, I, he recognizes it. He knows, and, uh, and, and hopefully, it's things that he can continue to grow with. Just um, you know, playing pop psychologist with with Zach, and I've said this before. You know, when you look at some of his best moments, they seem to be coming times where there's almost no expectation. You know, the win against Buffalo. How do you beat Buffalo when you lose Aaron Rodgers? Now, late in the New England game to make it a two one possession game outside a two possession game. Yesterday, when you know no one expects you to be able to come up with those two throws. Like, is Kansas there some, City? Yeah, Kansas City down seventeen nothing and and fighting the team back. Is there something to a confidence where maybe when the least is expected of him, the pressure's off, and then when a lot's expected of him, he seems to maybe go back to uh, to the to the normal that we've seen consistently from him. Um, you know, it's it's, it's worth thinking. You know, like um, I, I know we've got to start faster. Um, you know, there's the, do I think guys are amped up in the beginning of the game, like? Could you argue it's like uh, I know when I'm when I'm about to go play a really nice golf course and I'm six over after three I say screw it and then the rest of the round I'm I'm two under or something you know like you you know it's it's not it's not inconceivable but at the same time as coaches we just got to find a way to ease ease these guys in the game a little bit more where there's less I got to make a play and more just play within the construct of the offense and um, um. you guys aren't wrong. It's a good. It's a really, really good question. But, uh, but I, I think you know, like like every young kid, he gets better as the game goes on, which is a good thing. Because uh, I do think as as he downloads the information and he sees the defense, I do think he improves and um, and he gets gets rid of the ball faster and faster. You just want to see it happen earlier in the game, and if. If we can figure that out, I think I think he could do something pretty special. Not asking you to to second guess Coach Dable, but I thought Don also brought this up earlier that when they won the toss in overtime, that they would kick off to you. Were you surprised that they elected to take the ball? No, um, you know, maybe if it was a fifteen minute overtime, you could think like that. But then with a ten minute overtime, you're talking possessions, and if you're you just want the ball, and um, if your defense is playing as good as it is, it doesn't matter whether you know you get the ball at the 35, 20, 40. It doesn't matter because you're gonna, you know, you have the confidence that you're gonna stop them anyway. But um, you know, if you get the ball first in overtime, you're probably gonna get two possessions where the other team maybe gets one, right? You know, and uh, so you like for whereas in a 15 minute overtime like it used to be, you might get three or four, you know, but. Uh, um, and then you could play that game where you know you're exchanging possessions. But uh, but in this case, um, you know when you get the ball in overtime, you're you're probably going to get two possessions. You're, you're you're gaining a possession, and so in my mind, you take the ball um, and you you play to win. Like to me, if you kick it, you're you're playing not to lose. But I don't know. I, I would I I think taking the ball in overtime is always the right thing to do, unless it's ridiculous. Right. That, you know how how much. Do you and your defensive unit? How much information did you even have on Tommy DeVito? Oh, well, we had it because uh, remember preseason he tore yeah. it up <laughs> three quarters. So we had we had all the information. We um, and uh, you know we we knew that uh, we knew what it was going to be after that. Now uh, credit to Dayball and the staff. Like I, I do think you know a lot of uh, with the way the game was being played out. I, I do think he did a lot of right things. I, he got us a couple of times on third down, running the ball, getting a first down, especially on that first drive coming out of the locker room. 
where we were playing for pass and he ran the ball twice, one on third and eight, I think, or third and five, and the other one third and goal from the six, and um, and really kind of shifted and told us what the game was going to be. And they, they did a great job. You know, they uh, were fortunate to get out of that one with the win. But we all acknowledge it. But um, uh, Saquon was a beast. Um, you know, he, I get his average yards per carry was only about three six or something like that. But he he hit a couple of uh, he gashed us on a couple of them, and um, you know, just a really good job by him. Now, at what point in the second half, coach, do you say, all right, we're, we're not even going to plan for them to throw the football, or do you still have to plan for the possibility that they'll decide to throw? Um, it was after that first drive that it was just just play it straight up and. Uh, uh, keep them in the pocket, keep eyes on them. So even in a obvious passing situation, um, for us it was it was screen and QB scramble. So. All right, final thing. A- after the game, how tightly did you hug Thomas Morstead? I mean, to me, he was the MVP of the game. <laughs> oh man, was he on fire? Oh. Um, you know, I, I um, and this is the other reason why you had I had the towel over my face on that one penalty because. I look at when when you get the ball when you pin a team back inside their ten yard line. Uh, at least here we call it a backed up opportunity. Uh, what that means for the defense is when you have them backed up, if you can keep them backed up, your offense is getting the ball at the logo. So in our mind, that's like a takeaway mm-hmm. because now you're just a first away from points, and um, and it's it's the way games shift. And um, and so we had him backed up, and uh, and he gave it to us. I think it was three inside, two inside the five, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, four inside. The, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And um, and and defensively, we had ops, but um, you know, I know we kept him back there one time, but uh, uh, which led to uh, the fifty-yard touchdown, I believe, uh, for Brees off of a backed-up opportunity. And um, you know, so it. Uh, you know, so when you get it back there, that's why you know I talked about it. I talked about it in my press conference last week about how important it is to have great gunners and a great punter, because in a defensive battle like that, where no one's getting first downs and you're getting these three and outs, but you know, like I, I gave the analogy, you kick the ball off the Giants. Let's just say the Giants take it at the twenty-five. They go nowhere. They punt the ball. You field it at the thirty-five. Um, and uh, your returner gets five yards, and so now it's at the 40, and then you go nowhere, and then you punt the ball, and all of a sudden they're inside the 10-yard line. It's like, well, how the hell did that happen? How'd they go from the 25 to inside the 10? Not, no one gained a yard. Well, the, the, the gunners, the returners, and the, and the punter. And uh, and so we made a lot of headway, I felt like, special teams-wise, pinning them deep and, and really owning the uh, um, field position battle for the most part. Unrelated to this game, I, I got to ask you, Coach. We uh, we st- we ran into Garrett Wilson the other night. Uh, he came to the Knit game, and I'm sure you've coached a ton of players who are exceptional young men. But I got to tell you, I've been interviewing athletes, artists, etc. for 20 years. Is it me or is this kid sort of a cut above? Like the way that he carries himself, Coach. I don't know that I've ever seen someone so young, so successful, and and, and so just generally, sincerely polite and kind. He introduced himself to me, Coach. To me, yeah. a professional NFL football player introduced himself to me. Like that's, I know that doesn't sound uncommon, <laughs> but, but but it is. It is. It's so rare. You know, um, I'm going to give credit to his parents. They're unbelievable human beings unbelievable human beings and he was raised the right way to really respect people around him um he is a fierce competitor uh very respectful even though he looks animated on the sideline and i, and I always laugh with him because i'm like you realize 
people think you're yelling at me, right? <laughs> and we're just having a conversation. And uh, but he, you're right. His his fierce competitiveness, his respect um, for himself, his teammates, his you know for elders, if you will, uh, his coaching staff, um, his confidence to challenge respectfully. Um, he is when when you talk about character and people you trust to make plays when you need plays to be made and to do the right thing when the right thing needs to needs to happen, he's it. And uh, uh, he is uh, he's a superstar in this league and he's a superstar in the in the right way because he does everything the right way. We will talk to you next Tuesday because Monday is uh, is your game against the Chargers. So congratulations on the W and on the five and three. I guess let's do it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. All right, you got it. That was the Robert Sala Report, brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of uh, an Infinity QX60 crossover sure. at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And Slomans, which has low-price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Slomans has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL.